warning. The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out. Radio BNBT, the home of the bone bat. What is that? Like you're using a bone for a bat. Right now, what are you hitting with this bat? <laughs> Whatever needs to be hit. Like a like a skull, maybe? Could be. Yeah, there's some skulls that need to be hit. Yeah, no shit, man.
what's up, everybody? Welcome to Radio BNBT, otherwise known as episode 133 of the Bone Bad Show. This is Steve. This is Gord. How's it going, man? I'll tell you, you know what, Steve? It has been a weird, weird last couple of weeks. Yeah? And not just because we haven't been podcasting. This may be a little dark, and I'm sorry, but, you know, we've gone there before. My uncle. I got, I got a message from my mom. My uncle is at death's door. He's got, like, hours, minutes, hours to live. And so it's best if everyone goes and, and says their final goodbye, sees him, and all that, which is sad and all. But, man, he's local to me. It was very a very easy drive for me. It's just an hour away. But people in my family dropped everything. They, like, grabbed a change of underwear, threw it in a briefcase, flew here on the first flight. And the thing is... My uncle, he's supposed to, according to the doctor, when they take him off the ventilator, that's it. That's pretty much, take him off the ventilator, he'll be around for an hour or so, goodbye. So, everyone's there, take him off the ventilator. (laughs) It was the most awkward thing in the world. Within a very short amount of time, he's like, oh, hey, everybody, what's what's going on? (laughs) Let's go for a hike. Not really go for a hike. But it was weird. You had all these people that showed up thinking that this was just going to be this one sad event. Everyone says their final goodbyes. And then it just went on and on and on to the point where it got to be like some dark comedy. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't unexpected. There was no fear. He's, he's sure he's going to be reincarnated. But it's like if you go to a party and he, the guy just says goodbye to you, gives a big hug goodbye, and then doesn't leave. <laughs> we, we, everyone is hanging like, around yeah you don't know whether to like make eye contact because then you'll start talking again or if you should leave yeah. well i live here um we talked about this You're, you've got the jacket on it was there's just like no there's no real protocol for this situation everyone is sort of just standing around figuratively and literally for about a week going so should we just, I, um, you know, can we, uh, weird. It was weird, Steve. Wow. So good to be podcasting with you. So is he still around? Is he still hanging on? Oh God, no, he's dead. Oh Jesus, Gord. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your uncle had a sense of humor. Oh God, he had to. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> a whole family of cutups, believe me. <laughs> But no, he he is uh, chasing after Pharaoh's cats through the alleys of the afterworld. He uh, but several false starts or false stops, I guess. But in the end, <laughs> finally kicked off. I swear to God, not the day before. My other uncle, who will go unnamed, though I only have one other uncle, he goes. Uh, so uh, should we start a pool? <laughs> so yeah. Funny group of people. We're just down one right now. That's all. Uh, I'm sorry. Somewhere out it. there, there's there's a baby that's been reincarnated and is already listening to the podcast. Going, I could do it better than these guys. <laughs> Undoubtedly, just about any baby could. Well, let's raise our glass to your uncle. Cheers. All right. Here's to you, Uncle Bruce. Wish I was drinking something besides water. Here you go. Enjoy the next life as much or more than you enjoyed this one, and it, try to do stuff on time. You know, when you say you're going <laughs> to. Really? <laughs> <laughs> wow. We got things to do. 
We, yeah, we do. We've got a, a completely different kind of episode this week. Uh, what we're doing, something a little different. Usually we feature one band, one band only each episode one of the Bone Bad Show. One great independent band that we dig. But uh, this episode, you know, it's summertime, man. I've got a really short attention span right now. What? Are we podcasting? And... I started getting all these messages that like Bone Bat bands or they've got a new song out, they've got a new single. And I thought, you know what? Why don't we do something different? Let's do Radio Bone Bat. Let's just mix up a whole bunch of songs from bands we dig. And I put the call out, you put the call out to uh, our friends, and uh, I was shocked at such cool music we got. So we opened the show with uh, a new single from Kirby Crackle called Another Stupid Summer Song. This is one of the singles that you would get if you followed Kirby Crackle on Patreon. So uh, you pay like two bucks a month per song. He does two songs a month, so that's four bucks a month. Uh, it supports the band, and you get two great songs. And another stupid summer song was uh, one of his brand new singles. So if you dig that, uh, go to Patreon slash Kirby Crackle and uh, support the band and get even more great tunes from him. Uh, we're going to continue on with a ton of great music as the podcast continues so there you go there we go loving it on that note let's listen to another tune now this is a brand new one from our good friend mc lars from his had him on this show we have he's got a brand new album coming out october 6 on horace records called the zombie dinosaur lp and this is dragon blood Tried to sell me to Cal Drogo, look what happened A bit hot-headed with that molten golden crown I stopped the Kalisar, so don't be messing with me now Look my lover in the eye, winter's coming, so am I I burned the witch alive, who took my son and husband's lives But I survived so frisky, now these dragons have my back Suitors are so frisky, and they always try to mack Zarazo and Daxos had to lock him in a vault Made my way to Slaver's Bay, but it was not my fault It was karmic retribution, there was no preparing them When Crisis tried to mess with the wrong Targaryen I smarted him like Tyrion when I knew how Valyrian these creatures on my shoulders, well, I think you should be fearing them. You, you, you are now watching the throne. I got dragon blood, what you wanna do, son? I got dragon blood, what you wanna do? I got dragon blood, what you wanna do, son? Cause I'm always going hard with my cracky crew. I got dragon blood, what you wanna do, son? I got dragon blood, what you wanna do? I got dragon blood, what you wanna do, son? Cause I'm always going hard with my cracky crew. The Thraki, the Thraki, unsullied behind me, like I'm Luminati. It's the mother of dragons with my gigantic army. We be marching to Marine, but no, we didn't come to party. Cause they crucified the slaves and put them on the cross. Sir Jorah, please get lost. I know you think I'm hot. My schedule's kinda busy, got no time for Perrier White girl politic, and that's Daenerys Palin. From Dorne to the Stormlands, the north and beyond. To the Westlands and Essos, I'm keeping it strong. From the Crownlands to the Reach, you know I'm getting love. To the Riverlands and back, because I've got that dragon blood. So follow more I thought that you knew this, but dragons are people, you know we've been through this I'm quick to burn a hater, no mercy danger Smacking kings in the face like my name was Cersei Lannister Burn, burn, you should gonna burn 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 I got dragon blood, what you wanna do, son? 
EMPT with new cuts and unreleased tracks from over a dozen bands. Yeah, that was a chicken. Just go with it. Once again, that was Dragon Blood from the Zombie Dinosaur LP from MC Lars. And following that, we had the always awesome Super Guitar Bros and their take on the Game of Thrones theme song. How's that for a twofer, huh? Yeah, we had like a little Game of Thrones block. Man. We that did. Cool. You can find yeah. Super Guitar Bros stuff on their YouTube channel. They have like a new video all the time. And it's a great thing to subscribe to. Super Guitar Bros on YouTube. And uh, they've got a Bandcamp page as well so you can pick up their CD, which is fantastic. You know what's not fantastic, though? What's that? We have to wait quite a while for the next Game of Thrones. <laughs> it is. You know what, though? HBO's doing something actually decent this time, and they're going to release the DVD set, like, next month. They're not waiting until the next series comes out. They're going to give people what they want instead of letting people just pirate it. Well, that's good. That's smart for a change. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is about but time they wised you, up. Why do you get the DVD set when you've already got Game of Thrones sitting right there on your box at home to watch on your TV? I don't know. I like to own them. You I do. Like, I like the extra stuff. I like the bonus features. So what extra stuff does it come with? Like a Khaleesi fleshlight? Or... <laughs> no, it does not. Because I might buy it then. <laughs> Those things are hot. Yeah. Careful, they get really I don't hot. have dragon blood. Uh, I don't either. <laughs> I got to keep mine in the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> My knob looking like Viserys. It's got one of those warnings on the side, like on coffee cups from McDonald's. <laughs> Warning, contents will <laughs> be hotter than The artificial vagina you're about to enjoy is hot. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you. Still got it. Dude, though, you know what pisses me off? What's that? I still don't all the way got it. <laughs> no? I'm, no. I, I am still not all the way here. Like, every time I think, eh, I'm really coming back, my brain just goes... Uh, no, fuck you, Gordon. You fell down. I was in, where was I? I was in Petco with my wife and my kid, and Petco's not a store I go into very often. Mm-hmm. But he was all happy. He's looking at all the different critters and stuff, and she's buying food and whatnot. And I'm just kind of hanging out, enjoying the, the evening, watching him be happy about critters. After a few minutes in there, oh, crap, not going to work. Got to go outside, sit there with my head in my hands, try to regroup. Couldn't even drive home afterwards. Just really? freaking brain goes, too much information! At Petco? Petco. Wow. At goddamn Petco. I don't find that place particularly stimulating. <laughs> I didn't either. So it's you like, can imagine my surprise when I've, I was I've, over. I've got to go back to like the third aisle to get flea medication for the cat or something, and I fall asleep literally before I get there. I, why don't they keep the hamsters next to the duct tape there? I, I never have no idea. It's, it's much more convenient. The cross-marketing that they could do that they don't. They could. You know, though, sometimes, like, and I know you, you still don't feel like you're right. And sometimes we have traumatic experiences. I got to tell you, because I think you were there. We were in high school in cross country. And I stepped off a curb and I rolled my ankle. Inverted I stepped it. off a curb and rolled my ankle. Inverted sure you're not it. thinking of me? And it, it hurt like hell, and I like li- had to limp all the way back to the high school because it was out by the cemetery. 
Yeah. And, Dangerous place. Yeah. And so that ankle has always been weak. You know, really? You and, never got it all the way back? I didn't no, know I turn it. Yeah, I turn it all the time, and I've done it a bunch of times. Like there's one kind of notable time when we were uh, Liam and I were coaching little league together, and I had run in from the outfield to tell the the kid something at shortstop, and I turned around and it just buckled on me, and I dropped like in Did front you just of go everybody face down into in the, the dirt of the game. Yeah, <laughs> I like hopped back up and kind of. I'm fine. Yeah, it was it was not good, but so it it still turns and it's it's definitely weaker. And now I'm much heavier than I was in high school. No, yeah, I weigh like what three sixteen year old Steves did. Um, so you know, physics is not my friend. And so we were we went camping uh, last weekend. We went up to Diablo Lake in the Northern Cascades because cool. it's a lower gravity environment. Beautiful. Here? No, just listen oh. to the story. And, you know, Julie likes to hike, and so there was a hike right out of the campground. It was pretty cool. We hiked out to this river. I sent you a picture of the bridge over I, the river yes. that we hiked. <laughs> Cracked me up. Yeah. And then uh, we were hiking back, and there was this little side nature trail. And so it was kind of funny because we are walking along the nature trail, and there's like, a sign with a number one. And so we figured out that it was a nature trail. There's supposed to be, like, a booklet with prompts or something. And... I would have just gotten number one right there. <laughs> right. And so as we went on, you know, it was number two, number three, all the way up to like number 16. And so as we I don't went, know how to go number six. Since we didn't have the prompts, we made shit up. And so each of us would take turns talking about this is where the Ents fought the Orcs or <laughs> the this was the famous Ewok battle where the uh, speeder bikes went flying through the trees and stuff like that. And, you know, we all had different crazy stories that we were telling, you know, about this hike. And so we get to the top and we're coming back down and I turn my ankle uh, I, and I step down. It always seems to happen like when I'm not really focusing. Right. And so I'm hiking and I'm listening to my wife. And I'm going to say something to her and I'm not like watching where my feet are landing and it just buckles. And I swear to God, it hurt so bad. But it, like the moment it happened, I brilliantly pictured in my mind like Mortal Kombat, my ankle snapping. <laughs> Like I, like, I totally visualized it as it happened, and I just fell and doubled over, and I must have laid there for like 10 minutes just in agony, and finally I was able to get it together and get back down the hill. But I've still never been right, and man, my right ankle pisses me off, because I can't count on it. And you know, I'll, I'll, that day I didn't remember to like take a brace or wear a brace or anything, so I need do to you, do that. Do you like haul super around annoying. just in case? No, I forgot. You know, when I, mean, I was playing basketball, I would right. have one. And, you know, if I, if I know I'm going to really exert myself. But twice this summer so far, I've taken hikes where I've twisted my ankle, and I, I should have known better, you know. And it happens, like, at the end of the hike when I'm tired and I'm not paying attention. So that really sucked. That, that was one of the things in the camping trip that really pissed me off. That and, you know, say you're in a campground and you've got a trailer, can All you right. explain to me why you'd get up at 7 a.m. to turn on your fucking generator? <laughs> like, what kind of a dick bag with gills do you have to be to do that and wake up the entire fucking campground? And yet, we were right across the way from this tool. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. That People totally that get up early. Up. People that probably got up at 4 and thought, you know what? People should be up by now. I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I was raised like you don't call people before 9 a.m. You know, there's like a certain window during the day, and that's probably goes for also mowing your lawn. You don't get out there on the weekend and mow your lawn before 9. 
because people yeah. are sleeping. Maybe somebody was out late the night before. You don't be a dick and mow your lawn right now and wake people up early. Wait until nine. Nine's a reasonable hour to me. So uh, the I same totally thing with generators. Agree. Yeah, that, that pisses me off. Yeah, nothing like a leaf blower going off outside at like seven thirty in the morning. <laughs> right, I know. It is like there isn't. You know what? Rake, Dick, until right. nine. Just broom. rake. There's a right. broom. There's lots of things you can do. Clean out your gutters. That's not too noisy. Yeah, hand clippers. I don't know. Yeah, people. There's lots to do, and people are inconsiderate jerk offs. They are, and they're loud inconsiderate jerk offs. <laughs> they are. Ugh. God, people. God. Hey, let's, let's listen to some more new music. Let's do it. We got something pretty cool here. Two back-to-back Bone Bat Film Festival bands. All Kick, right. Kicking things off a brand new cut from our good friends Tip to Bass. This is Suck a Fresh. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
problems, got some issues, but one is painfully clear. I can't deny it, I can't hide it, it's just the way I appear. But it goes deeper, it's my secret, but it will make me victorious. A private shame, and yet I reign. No one has ever been so gluttonous. What I got is good, and what I got is great, but what you got, I want it so much. What you call a feast and desserts full of treats, at the least I'm a beast, I'm just calling it lunch. And I made you these tracks But until I have Grammys I basically suck Say that it's greedy Or petty Or ninny But don't let me hear you Say that it was luck is scary because if you're up on the throne then i'm blowing you down i am his beefiness that shit was serious and i can't stop till i'm wearing a crown no one is safe in this whole fucking place i'm on base to erase and then set a new precedent wouldn't it be tight if my house was all white oh yeah you heard me right baby beefy for president i'm that adverse to straight casting a curse if i thought that at worst it would gain me a spot but do just stitches and burn me some bridges i'll even punch kittens if that means the top just look at me, beacon of purity Spiritually I am like rod and I'm taught But fly off the handles, then light you some candles Got power like Thanos, I must be a god Yeah, I'm probably a god I'm more than fantastic, but sadly no Catholic would ever risk blessing me Don't need some dough and I don't need some hoes I want them all both just spread out on my bed Paying attention to silent derision They think my ambition has gone to my head If you had the goods and adorable looks You would call the rest crooks who are out to still shine Rent you some talent and borrow the masses But as the day passes, you know it's all mine Say I'm not great and you're playing with fate I got steak on my plate and you can't get a bone but now I will rumble if you even stumble and trip in my zone. Fuck yeah, man. All right, once again, a pair of Bone Bat Film Festival alumnus. Last one there, of course, was Beefy and the song Never Enough, Badass Beats, and production by Tanner on that one from his forthcoming release, Too Big to Fail. So keep an eye here for news on that. It is forthcoming, no date yet, but uh, you can bet as soon as we know, you'll hear about it here on the Bone Bat Show. And also, again, Tip to Bass with Suck a Fresh, a brand new cut from their new release, 
bad decisions. They've got their record release party August 15th at the Nectar in Seattle. So go there, pick up a copy of the CD, and check out for yourself one of the funkiest bands in Seattle. These guys are an amazing good time to see live. You don't want to miss them. And yeah, They totally you. are. And I mean this in the most complimentary kind of way. Sometimes when I'm listening to them, I think of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like old Red Hot Chili Peppers back when they yeah. were good and <laughs> hadn't even started doing heroin yet. Like real men don't kill coyotes and, you know, not mother. Well, Mother's Milk. What was the one before Mother's Milk? Freaky Styly. Freaky Styly, yeah. Yeah. They they remind me of that, like, absolutely bitchin' ass Red Hot Chili Peppers kind of music. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're just great and totally unheralded, you know. I mean, these guys should be selling out stadiums and shit. Playing Hemp Fest to thousands of people and stuff like that. They, they, they should, should definitely have bigger stage here in Seattle. So get in while you can and check them out. They're wonderful. Yeah, because it's so fun to go, oh, yeah, I remember. I, I used to watch those guys. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Front row. You didn't go to that? Yeah, four people were there. Dick. Ah, <laughs> oh, I tell you. Dude, I had a weird thing happen. What's that? I can barely even process this. Maybe our listeners, maybe someone like Skiznot can explain this to me. I started noticing that my gate was getting left open, and I, in my head, like, was like blaming you, my wife and children. Like your stride when you walk? <laughs> no, I'm referring to my zipper, actually. No. <laughs> the hinged wooden outside door thing that's connected ah, to my fence. gotcha. Understood. That one. Yeah. So, I would close the gate, and then... I noticed that like tools from the potting bench were left around and hoses were pulled out when they weren't supposed to be. And once again, I'm still attributing it to the other people that live here. You said what? hose pulled out. <laughs> because my gate was open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I know you don't want to hear about my chickens, but you gotta because... Say cock, do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Steve, all depends. I don't have a cock. <laughs> We know you can open my gate. You'll not see my cock. Pull out my hose all you want. No cock here. What am I even saying? I don't know. You're insane. Dude, no, we, we took one of my chickens needed to be isolated from the other chickens. And so we put her in this little pen, this little, her own locked up cage. Dude, somebody came through my gate, took my chicken out of her cage and placed it back in the main coop with the other chickens. Dude, one of your kids did it. Dude, they couldn't have because they were with me in the kitchen at the time it happened. Is that weird? That's weird. What in the hell? It took us the longest time of essentially blaming each other for us to figure out that really nobody in the room did it because we're all in the room. It was so goddamn strange. My wife went out, saw chicken where it was supposed to be, came in, we ate dinner, I go out later on, chicken not where it's supposed to be. And so I finally put two and two together, some freak has been coming in my yard and like just randomly moving shit around. And the guy behind me, the guy with the asshole dog that won't shut up, he is accusing me, he thinks that I'm a guy that's opening his gate and leaving out little piles of dog food around in his backyard. There is a freak in my neighborhood, dude. So why don't you lock your gate? I did. I put a big old padlock on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, I asked him why he's not locking his. Now, but, did, yeah. you, did you do a test and then put the chicken back in the love nest or whatever <laughs> you're calling it? 
Yeah, Schrodinger's chicken. No, chicken's now. I fine. thought whoever fucks together. the chicken is supposed to put it back when they're done. I mean, isn't there just common? Uh, I thought the guy that was holding the wings was the one that was responsible <laughs> for chicken placement. <laughs> I don't know. There's some freak loose in my neighborhood that's trying to aid animals or something. He but needs aid to stop. Him, or aid him from stop. doing what? That doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense I don't at know. all. Your that's brain doesn't so work. work. In the house, there's a crazy guy out here. Is it possible you thought of putting it away and you never did? But it doesn't belong there. No one would have put it away. Where? In the love nest or in back it, in the not, Yeah, in the love nest. It needed to be in isolation. Nobody, like, teleported out of the room, moved the chicken, and teleported back into the room. Right, but what I'm saying is maybe you didn't put it in the teleportation. No, it had been there for days. What? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's so, it's so like, nonsense. It just... And... At first, I'm like, maybe I should call the cops. There's someone like, how would that conversation go down? Uh, so let me get this straight, sir. Someone moved your chicken. Yeah, it was. It was in. They, it was in. They blow me away. The love nest, and then it wasn't, and we were no, all in the house. In I don't know. And now over, it's over here in the coop. And why are you taking out those silver bracelets? <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty weird. Yeah. I don't know. I think somebody's fucking with you. I think maybe it's like some board kid some teenager oh, i think it's a member just... of your family it's it's occam's razor it's likely whatever is the most logical that's not what occam's razor is yeah it's whatever's it's the awesome. simplest solution yeah it's cutting it's cutting out all the un occam's razor is cutting out all the unnecessary questions and asking yeah, and the unnecessary questions. question is, is which psychopath in your neighborhood <laughs> is sneaking into your yard <laughs> taking your chicken out of the isolation and putting it carefully back in the coop I mean, right. if, it was, that is the question. if it was a fox in the hen house type deal, somebody would just steal the chicken. You would have no more chicken. You wouldn't put it back where it goes. That's weird. It's totally weird. That's why it doesn't make any sense. It's right. Huh. Befuddling. Befuddling. I don't understand this world I live in. You got to stop fuddling your chickens. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably where you should start. No, man. I'm a world champion chicken fuddler. <laughs> Got that on my business card. Got me a trophy on the mantle. Chicken fuddling. Number one. Hey, you could almost sing a song. Chicken fuddler. Is that a good band name? <laughs> Sounds too much like Goldfinger. Chicken fuddler. <laughs> Wait, that was what Moon River I just did. Yeah, never cared for that song. Yeah, you know. There are some songs that you never care for, and then there's some songs you just hate. You just hate with a white hot intensity of a thousand burning suns. Yes, that's true. There yeah. are songs just like that. I'm going to tell you about those songs now because this totally <laughs> isn't a bit that we wrote out ahead of time. Right now, this moment. Okay. You know what the worst is? What's Fucking the worst? Sister Christian. <laughs> that's a shitty song. That is a, that's shitty, a shitty song. Shitty song. And what elevates it from just being a shitty song? to being something that is so hated in my life is when we went to high school, so many people loved that goddamn stupid song. Yeah. And you could not escape that song. Even though we lived in a place where there was very little music, anytime there was music happening, that goddamn song would come on and people go, yay! Well, the thing Elton was John too. had done that song. Everyone really, uh, Elton John. Same shitty song, but because it was, who was it? Night Ranger? Night Ranger. And that yeah, was the. It's Night Ranger. Some guys in spandex. Oh, it's the best. It doesn't even say anything. Lyrics don't make any sense. Yeah. It's a the, shitty song. The real betrayal is that this is the band that did. Their first album was like scorching right when Brad Gillis had just come off of playing with Ozzy. And it was like a heavy metal album. 
Right. And then the second album had like you can still rock in America and that piece of shit. And it just like felt like a betrayal. Well, you know, I feel the same way about Def Leppard. Like High and Dry is a hmm. mean killer fucking album. The song yeah. Pour Some Sugar on Me makes me want to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> and that song, it's got the stupidest fucking lyrics ever. God, those lyrics are dumb. I would be embarrassed to sing those. If I was Joe Elliott, I'd be embarrassed to sing those lyrics. They're just well, they're not horrible. Known for their brilliant lyrics. No, though. but I mean, they were a better band, and then they got sucky in a matter of six years. It took me a lot longer to get shitty. <laughs> <laughs> like it was like they took the express bus to shittiness. Yeah, they took the. Ex- <laughs> They took the express bus to shitty town. And that is a terrible song. I hate it. Yeah. You know another band that did that? With the song Patience was Guns N' Roses. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, that first album, Appetite for Destruction, just mind-bendingly good at the time. Just so good. And then they come out with this, this song, Patience, which I could have just kind of let it go, even though it had whistling in it. <laughs> and frankly, unless it's Sweet Georgia Brown, you shouldn't be whistling a song. Yeah, yeah, whistling, that's not a good, for the most part, not a good thing. Like the yeah, Scorpions but, did it when they got shitty and Winds of Change. Oh, yeah, they like, did. Like they weren't doing any whistling on fucking Blackout or No One Like You. No. But there's, then there's they were, yeah, then they started whistling. That's terrible. That's a terrible thing to do to a song. What pushed Patience over the edge and pushed me over the edge mm-hmm. with that song was there was a summer where we... We got an extra roommate, and it was just this kind of nice enough, boring guy. But he he came in with a guitar, and when he first moved in, like the, like almost the first thing he said to us is, "Oh, he broke up with his girlfriend, but he was going to teach himself to play the song Patience, and he's going to play it for her, and he's going to win her back." <laughs> and we kind of like rolled our eyes and went, "All right, man, whatever." But that was the only song he played on that guitar, and he played it all summer long trying to teach himself to play patience which is ironic when you consider the name of the song yeah i, I wouldn't have the patience to learn that song yeah no <laughs> he never did win the girl back but we listened to that song over and over and over play poorly oh god <laughs> you know a song that i hated that from high school that was one of those songs that everybody loved jack and diane by john cougar God, I hate that fucking song. I want to throw something right now. I know, man. And it was like, and when you're the age of the kids, supposedly in that song, you totally resent the shit out of that song. Because (laughs) A, it's a shitty song, and it's kind of talking down to you at the same time. So I, I fucking abhor that song. And I mean, you couldn't go into TJ's, which was the pizza slash arcade place where we would hang without hearing that song five fucking times. It used to drive me up the wall. And it was weird because the kids that fancied themselves into heavy metal and the hardest of hard rock were the ones listening to John Cougar, John Cougar Mellencamp, John Mellencamp, yeah, whatever it was before the crap he had. Is. There was no Mellencamp back then. He was straight up Cougar, I think. He was straight up Cougar Town. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, yeah I'm right song. there with you. That's one of those, like, you want to just shake people and go, why? What about this makes you happy? <laughs> and it doesn't really tell a story. You know, I like a story song. Story song? It doesn't good. really tell a story. There's a little ditty about Jack and Diana who, yeah, grow up. Okay. Nice, um, nicely played, dildo. Several <laughs> albums later, I guess they lose the farm. I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, know, I don't song- even hate him. Uh, the, the Authority song's kind of cool. 
Eh, I mean, he has moments right. where a couple of his songs are decent, but that's a piece of unmitigated shit. But, you know, there's a band that is a piece of shit <laughs> whose song is a piece of shit that I had to listen to too much and to the point where a girlfriend drugged me to the concert of this band. They played this song, and I broke up with her promptly. <laughs> okay, what's that? We built this city. You saw Jefferson's. What, what were they? Then? Not even they Jefferson's starship. starship then. Starship. Oh, I feel filthy even admitting this. <laughs> Worst song by a just a, the dregs, the the leftover ash of what a band that was influential, but I never liked in the first place. Yeah. And you from a musical standpoint, terrible. From a lyrical standpoint, <laughs> terrible. See, that song doesn't bug me that much. But why? Why do you hate it so vehemently? Dun, dun, dun. It's just repetitious. It's, yeah. it's just awful. It is repetition. I'm not going to be able to finish this podcast without throwing my clipboard through the television. The television's even on, but it's a big old target there. <laughs> you know, the song that makes me want to throw something through television is a song that you so kindly inflicted upon me. <laughs> <laughs> one of the shittiest, yes, one of the shittiest bands <laughs> in existence, Never Say Never, by Romeo Void. That song, like that song is a shrill screeching cacophony of crap. <laughs> Go a cacophony. It really is. It's terrible. She's a terrible singer. The band is awful. There's nothing good about that song. And yet, for some reason, you found it intoxicating. <laughs> I like you better if we slept together. Yeah, that was a fun song. Yeah, it wasn't even in tune. It wasn't supposed to be in tune. Because <laughs> all the best music isn't. What? Are pussies. <laughs> what are you talking about? You don't see real musicians tuning, Steve. Yes, yes, you do. Oh. You actually do. Uh, you know what? I think you may have a point there. <laughs> God. <laughs> Song sucks. You know, there's a group that was alleged to be real musicians called Asia. You remember yeah, those guys? I do. Remember those ass ponies? <laughs> Ass Ponies. Wasn't yeah, that actually ponies. a band? I think Ass it Ponies be. is a band. They're better than Asia, I'm sure. <laughs> they did a song called Heat of the Moment. Holy fucking shit. Not only is that a just an awful song, I ended up having to play that song in the Calagi marching band briefly. And if you look at all the parts, if you deconstruct that song from a musical standpoint, it's like the equivalent of Crayola on a napkin. <laughs> it is a, just a simpleton version of music and it is awful and it should die it's funny all the stuff that we kind of dislike it's all stuff from like when you're we were in high school yeah you know it's like it, the band formative that, musical yeah, our, years yeah right and the, those are the songs because like the songs pop songs will pop up now but they don't even register with me enough to hate them you know what i mean I'm not even aware of them. It's yeah. like, oh, a Taylor Swift song or whatever. It's annoying that it's being played everywhere, but I don't hate it. We don't I, even really listen to radio. The last time I was hating on a radio song was, once again, one of those betrayal things where Rancid, a band I was really into, they did a lot of great music, and then they put out this piece of shit called Ruby Soho, dude, and that's what get played on the radio. That's a great song. Oh, You're out of your fucking song. mind. That and Ruby, Time, Ruby, time Ruby, Bomb. Ruby, Ruby Soho. That's a great, totally catchy song. And no, Time Bomb is also a great song from an album. And, and Out Come the Wolves. That is a yeah. cool album. I like that yeah. album. But Ruby Soho does not belong on that album. Ruby it Soho is fine. 
like nothing wrong with it. I, you. I know you've always hated that song too. I have. Why is it all these great songs on the album? The one song I hate, that's what gets all the radio play. It's a conspiracy. Yeah, yeah I think that Goddamn does happen. Conspiracy. You know, I, I don't know how they pick singles a lot of times, but they, you know, ask is it going to irritate? A whole Gordon? band I fucking hate from that time period is Tears for Fears. You <laughs> you can yes. get me to turn the radio so fast whenever one of those Shout. shitty come, and that's the one. Shout is shittier than everybody wants to rule the world, but only by like 10%. That is also a shitty song. They're both just terrible. I can't stand them. It's an awful yeah. band. And yet they were like heavy rotation on MTV for a while. A couple of years. Are they they still were around? huge. I have no fucking Or did someone idea. drown them? I hope so. I hope they were drowned. <laughs> And it bat in a tub of their own tears. Wouldn't that be freaking great? Listen to your music. You know what you've done. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, and there's lots of other songs that I just, you know, I have like pet peeves. Like, I hate any song that just stops for like dramatic effect and then goes again. For some reason, that really bugs the shit out of me. Like that song by Jet. Aren't you going to be my girl? Like it stops so they can sing something and then it starts again. That always bothers me. I don't know why it does, but it does. Uh, did you hate it when Ministry did that? Yeah, kind of. I mean, it. Are you talking about that? Yeah. Stigmata? No, there were still sounds going on, but when you're just stopping for the vocalist to sing, it's like, keep a drum going or a bass or something. Quit fucking around. You got all these instruments. Make noise with them. <laughs> right. I don't know why that bugs me, but it really does. And David Bowie. David Bowie bugs the shit out of me. You don't like David Bowie? Uh, oh, baby, just you shut your mouth. <laughs> He's the bronze duke. Ever take a bronze duke? Oh, <laughs> I feel good when that's over. <laughs> Tell me about it. How about some more? Flush a bronze duke. Let's listen to some good music. All right, let's do that. On the heavy tip, why don't we listen to a brand oh, new one tip. from Burning of Eye? Oh, Jesus God. Check right. it. Fuck! 
You're listening to BNBT, Bone Bat Radio, the home of incredible independent music. All right, so that last tune was from Sweden's Grave. That was called Redeemed Through Hate from their forthcoming release, Out of Respect for the Dead. Look for that in October off Century Media Records, a 2000, 2015 release. And prior to that, oh my God damn it, from Burning of Eye off their forthcoming release. Uh, they're back in the studio doing a little polishing. Tori, the drummer of the band. They had to take a little time off because Tori and his wife are proud owners of a beautiful baby daughter. So congratulations to them. And uh, it's going to be great to see Burning of Eye back in action again. August 14th, they are playing at the Kraken in the University District in Seattle. I will be there to hear them. It's been far too long since they've scorched some ears. So uh, check out Burning of Eye, another favorite band of mine. God, what a cool podcast we are. Look at all this great music. Yeah, there were just different kinds of music, all new stuff that nobody's heard before. This is nobody. Even Burning of Eye didn't get to hear that song until they listened to it on this podcast. Exactly. God, we're cool. (laughs) You know what's weird and cool and uncool at the same time, though, is Texas. (laughs) I like how you just turn on a state. Bam! Fuck you, state. (laughs) Take it, state. Lone Star. I got your Lone Star. Dude, no, I read. I read a really weird story about a guy in Texas. Here, here it is. A guy in Texas, in Cass County, wherever that is, he suffered a gunshot wound to the head, and he says he got it when the bullet ricocheted off an armadillo <laughs> that he was firing I at. Saw that, and it's not the first time. Like there was another, even before that, right? There was another armadillo-related yeah. shooting. There was. This one, however, happened at 3 a.m. How Texas is it that you're shooting armadillos at 3 a.m. and getting a head injury as a result? <laughs> Something tells me maybe he had it coming. Yeah. The other one, that guy, he wasn't in Texas. He was in Georgia, and he shot his mother-in-law when the bullet bounced off the armadillo, allegedly. <laughs> was she holding the armadillo? Maybe. A in pet? her mouth. That's crazy. Yeah. Those people out there in the South and their guns. Guns and armadillos don't mix. Yeah, you know, Texas armadillos, too. He probably was like, he needed ricocheting. <laughs> Sometimes you just need a ricochet to shit you it. <laughs> so don't fuck with armadillos. Good tip. No, use a sword. Use a spear. Pro tip. Good job. Yeah, don't shoot them. Don't use a pellet gun. Don't use a firearm. <laughs> don't use a slingshot. So I wonder, have they done ballistic tests? Like, why don't they make bulletproof vests out of armadillo armor if they're that bulletproof they should they should they should grow like organic free-range bulletproof vests out of armadillos <laughs> bring back the armadillo population i don't know if it was a three-banded armadillo or a nine-banded armadillo they got different kinds Are Do they? different they have, kinds like then they're measured they measure them by the number of bands yeah i had no idea this is an educational podcast i, about, I guess it? it is who knew I didn't. I didn't know. <laughs> Can we listen to some more music? Uh, yes, let's do myself. that. You know, we haven't heard from the Illbots in a minute, and they've got a brand new single. Rabbit just hit Steve. Stevie D. This is motherfucking Whoop De Doo. Whoop De Doo. Stevie P, I'm Mr. Perm up in your area. Just let my on them with cause a mass hysteria. Sl- 
you won't let us hug your chicks, then that's cool too. To all the ladies of the 80s, we respect you. Yeah! Stevie D back out to lost and found. Fell off a minute, but I'm back and fucking awesome now. A thousand shades, no age, but twice as late. Getting props from Bob Barker, cause my kitty's nice and spade. Fresh, stupid, dumb, death, bill, etc. Better than DOC, cause yo, no one can do it better. Ask any veteran, he'll tell you I'm the better man. That is something like. Hazel eyes, yo, is my jam, but so was Breakaway. Not many blues of in my life that Casey cannot shake away. Yeah, but back to the real shit. Hardcore MOP, robber steel shit. I do this for the block. Strictly underground, motherfucker, fraggle rock. At the hip hop barbershop, sucking on a pork chop. Rolling to the top, fucked up, find a shortcut. And rock on like Michael Damien. I turn this fucking shit up in the Walkman that you play me in. Stevie D and Mr. Perm up in your area. To flip my church on them, we cause a mass hysteria. Sick like malaria. But when we coming through, they say, ooh. Motherfucker, whoop the doo They say, ooh. Coming harder than arithmetic. Stevie D and Mr. Perm, we gon' hug your chicks. If you won't let us hug your chicks, then that's cool too. To all the ladies in the 80s, we respect you. Yeah. Stevie D back at it. <laughs> My shit, but so's out of the blue. This Debbie G in front of me, my foot goes where you make the poo. Yeah, but back to the yelling shit. D double O K I E, I like spelling shit. I like turtles and hard huckabees. Do not like Beyonce, cause Beyonce ain't fucking me. Girls wanna fucking have their kids with me. Take all my wood and leave me as a stump, just like the giving tree. The illest shit is Bush's alien. I turn this fucking shit up in the disman that you play me in. Stevie D and Mr. Perm up in your area. To flip my turns on them, we cause a mass hysteria. Sick like malaria. But when we coming through, they say, ooh. Motherfucker, whoop the doo. They say, ooh. Coming harder than arithmetic. Stevie D and Mr. Perm, we gon' hug your chicks. If you won't let us hug your chicks, then that's cool too. To all the ladies, Stephen Davies will respect you.
as you may have learned in school, prime numbers are a sequence of numbers that can only be evenly divided by the number one and themselves. Because these numbers are obtained through such a distilled mathematical process, their presence in nature is rare, but not unheard of. Well, it's time for this methodical mind to get things started. I'm running hot, burning diesel on my prime target. I've got the directive to kill all the new numbers, dispose them with composite and nil, and then precisely I'm eliminating negative two. It factors right into the writing of this verse, imbued with rhymes, composed of individual words, conveyed with rhythm. The factors are articles and verbs, mathematical prose with these specs, they're on some. When you go to check your answers, the best is yet to come. I break the conventions of this hip-hop stick, out the blood, slaying your preconceptions, Texas the rift, for setting your mind free. You bring that out of its cage Cause I'm about to repeat this verse It gets strange Cause the wrecked manner that I retain only prime Shows obsession on the part of the author of this rhyme And now the prime numbered words It's time this mind started running on prime The numbers with precisely two factors Writing rhymes with the mathematical specs On check, best break out your text For your brain gets wrecked Prime obsession, promulgating rhymes Intrinsically mathematic, everyone Behind scenes, exuding symptomatic signs Indications of neurotic crime Obsession When it's time for this, your mind primarily slips You started finally running your mouth right on tricks Prime numbers permit, but your tricks are for kids Your numbers admit with chagrin you got whipped Now precisely strike like lightning to your factors fractures in your writing omit the glitz if your rhymes can't miss i'm a scientist with degrees the likes of celsius back from mathematical sabbatical and putting specs right on the bridge of your nose check the manual <coughs> the best linguistic glitz is understandable now break out your pen and i can tag out your annual if you're expecting text to be plain for shame your claims restrain your brain i'm your tutor let this vision that's saying to a mission one that truly gets you awake i've wrecked the rest so now i prime my obsession with this refrain once again the prime numbered words it's time this mind started running on prime The numbers with precisely two factors Writing rhymes with the mathematical specs On check, best break out your text For your brain gets wrecked Prime obsession, promulgating rhymes Intrinsically mathematic, everyone behind scenes Exuding symptomatic signs Indications of neurotic crime Obsession This is Radio BNBT Episode 133 on the click wheel we have so many new tracks that you'll be happier than a monkey with a peanut machine. Happier than, happier than a monkey with a peanut machine. <laughs> That's pretty goddamn funny. Okay. All and right. we're back. Kicking it off again. Ubots. And MC117 with Cloth and Pop. And a remix. Prime Obsession. Prime Obsession 2.0. Yeah. Two being a prime number. That is, of course, the Cloffin Pop Classic with a brand new verse from MC-117. Look for MC-117. Uh, I don't think it's out yet, Ethan. I think that is fresh off of the presses. So uh, he sent that to us first, which is really cool. Uh, Illbots, you can find uh, their new single at Bandcamp slash Illbots. So go there to download whoop de doo for free, your own damn self. whoop de doo you know, Steve, I'm really glad that I'm podcasting with you tonight instead of watching the Republican penis sword fight or whatever they're doing. I watched that. I watched it. Oh, I so missed sorry. like the first, I guess, uh, half hour of it or something. But Did I, you watch I the kitty table one or the big boy one? I don't know. There's a difference. Yeah, because there were, you know, 296 candidates and, and they had like the ones that were the least popular on at I don't know five or six o'clock, and then they had the no, they had it was the, the the Trump and Rubio and okay, yeah, you Ted saw the Cruz bigger ones. 
Yeah, I'm. I missed it. Not gonna watch it, even though it's some entertainment. I'm sure. But there, let me tell there's you, there's a couple Donald of dudes Trump. that I was kind of impressed with. Uh, the neurosurgeon Carson. Yeah, that dude seems like he's way too smart to be dicking around with being president. Right, you're a neurosurgeon for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, he could he could actually do things. He, the, unfortunately, he's like he made a few jokes, and he was certainly pleasant, but he wasn't good in front of the camera. So I don't think he's got you know the sort of chops you need. You know, he's not soundbitey. He's not soundbitey. And there's that, him, that, that other guy that's a moderate. Decent. I can never remember his name. He's pretty cool too. Which guy was it? Uh, Kasich, the yeah, guy from Ohio. That's the one. Yeah, Julie thought he came off one of the best, too. He seemed, like, reasonable, and he had actionable plans for things that he was talking about. And then uh, nobody was talking about him afterwards. <laughs> so <laughs> she said that? She suspected that he uh, he just got on there because the debate happened to be in his state. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> like, you know, the baseball all-stars, they have to have one from every team. It was kind of like that. <laughs> well, didn't he just announce his candidacy, like, you know, Wednesday at 2 o'clock or something? Maybe. But you know, I don't know. Badminton or something. Cruz, you know what? Fuck it. I'm running. I'm I for thought president. Cruz and Huckabee came off as like just total tools. I didn't like either of them. Never uh, liked Trump, us. of course, you're just kind of rolling your eyes at. Dude, fuck. I Trump. mean, there's just... there's an entertainment factor, and this, it was that way with uh, Ross Perot. <laughs> Perot, right? That that people who have fuck you money to get into politics because they're not beholden to anybody. But they ask they ask Trump a question about well, you're. Uh, Companies four times they file for bankruptcy. What makes you think that you can lead this country's money? Why should we give you the keys? And he's like, "Well, I just used the country's laws in my favor. What's wrong with that?" So really, as president, you would find loopholes. You well, just stick it to the poor. You well, stick it to the people that owe you money. Well played, sir. Uh, yeah, the thing about Trump is that he's he's moved himself over in my head into Westboro Baptist Church land when he started. Given John McCain and other POWs shit for getting captured. That, <laughs> Did he really? I don't know how anyone can have any respect for him. And he wants to be commander in chief. Is he going to also make fun of the people that get wounded or killed? Just fuck you, Trump. That's all I can say about that. Yeah. You know, all in all, Ant-Man was better. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Ant-Man was kind of fun, wasn't it? I liked Ant-Man. I liked Ant-Man a lot. I, I liked that it went ahead and got silly when it should, you know? Oh, yeah. What they're going to make, like, kind a serious, of, dark Ant-Man? Yeah, it's kind of a ridiculous power. And so to have, you know, giant Thomas the Tank engines and great big pets and just, it was it was fun. It had some it good was. stuff to and it. And I got to tell you, I was so proud of my children when I watched that movie because there's a scene, there's a scene where there's a tank and it's painted up like an American tank. Uh-huh. And it doesn't matter, but as soon as it comes on the screen, both my kids laughed. Both of them pointed at the t- screen excitedly and started saying, oh, my God, that's a Russian tank. And they put an American paint job on it. <laughs> Seriously? Like, yeah. We're not fooled. You fucked up. <laughs> I was so proud of them. Like, oh, yes. Oh, know. my God. What nerds. They're tank nerds. <laughs> I've got to go to England and take them to the, the tank museum. That you do. That would be ultimate. badass. Or at least bring them to PAX and let them like, see the tank at the yeah, World of outside. Tanks display outside there. Yeah. I mean, that was awesome. Yeah, they, they did me proud. Ant-Man was a fun movie. It could have gone either way, and it, it went the good way. I finally watched Jurassic World. Yeah? Yeah. You were right. <laughs> Did it was you totally see, fun. Did you see any dinosaurs? I saw some dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I turned into Colonel Sanders. I see a dinosaur. 
Uh, but I do. You know what I saw? What? Was P- my gate open again? Pixels. Oh, Jesus, fuck. <laughs> I had Didn't to, Didn't you dude. see that at our film fest when it was a Pixels, short? Pixels, the short Pixels, was one of the first films we ever played at a Bone Bath Film Festival. So I have this warm, fuzzy spot in my heart for that property. And I just wanted to see it on the big screen. <laughs> you just wanted to see it on the big screen. I don't know why. And the movie, on the, big the movie fucking sucked for the most part. But the scene where they were fighting Centipede in the sky was neat. That was really cool on the big screen, so I was glad I saw it. But on the whole, it was a terrible film. It looked like a terrible film. The jokes were so, like, the stuff that Adam Sandler would say fell so hard. Like, just nobody in the theater was laughing. And you're like, that was supposed to be a wisecrack. How does that guy keep getting parts? (laughs) I just don't understand. He's a big enough draw at the box office. I mean, I think he was like executive producer of this film. Yeah. He, like, bought it up, so he made the movie himself that he wanted to be in, but the humor was awful. And, you know, Peter Dinklage is in it, and Josh Gad, and, like, I mean, it had an interesting cast, and it failed to be funny when it should have been funny. You know what I can't believe? What? That there were other people in the theater when you saw this. There was. There wasn't a lot, man. I saw it, like, second week. It was on his way out. It wasn't going to be around long. (laughs) So, yeah. You know what's much funnier, though? We saw, uh, Julie and I went out for date night, and we saw Trainwreck with Amy Schumer. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Don't ruin it for me. That was I've pretty, fun. That was pretty that. fun, and I like her show. I think she, I like her show. I like she's her. A, yeah, she's a good comedic voice, and uh, the movie was a lot of fun. I think you'll enjoy it. It kind of yeah. drags in the third act a little bit, but it's got a pretty strong ending, so it is fun. It is definitely enjoyable. I liked it. Badass. So why don't you uh, talk a little bit about these next tunes, dude? This is your boy. Yeah, so... Enough about that. Enough about Trump. Speaking of big asses, let's listen to the Big Butt Medley by the Blow Kings from the Crown Jewels album. And you're thinking, I know what you're thinking. You've listened to every single Bone Bat show and you've never heard the Blow Kings. The reason why we're playing this is because the principal, the singer of Blow Kings, is none other than Mr. Paul Zinn from the Nickel Slots. Ha <laughs> ha! See what and this is there. a completely different band for him. We zigged when you thought we were going to zag, listeners. We zagged when we thought we were going to zoom. Check it out. Big Butt Medley. When I look into your eyes, I do not despise. The feelings that I find When I look at your behind Oh baby, you sure got an ugly butt Got an ugly butt, babe, you've got an ugly butt Got an ugly butt, babe, you've got an ugly butt Oh lady, it makes me nauseous in my gut Nauseous in my gut, baby, nauseous in my gut Nauseous in my gut, baby, nauseous in my gut And when that rope is hanging loose It makes me want to say Can that caboose Got an ugly butt, babe, you've got an ugly butt Got an ugly butt, babe, you've got an ugly butt The thing I really fear Late at night I wake up screaming Thinking about your white ass gleaming Oh baby You sure got an ugly butt 
Face you get sprung. Wanna pull up tough, cause you notice that butt was stuffed. Deep in the G she's wearing. I'm hooked and I can't stop staring. Baby got back. Baby got back. Now I'm tired of magazines saying flat butts are the thing. Take the average blow king and ask him that. She got a pack much back. So, fellas, fellas, has your girlfriend got the butt? I'll tell her to shake it, shake it, shake that healthy butt. Baby got back. Baby got back.
B N B T Mordic Jokes. Ha ha! We got your horn fix right here. That last song, you don't want to get it in your head because it kind of lingers. It kind of lingers. It's uh, Here Come the Mummies, of course, with Kind of Lingers from the Shocker EP 2014, a song you might have missed from that great band. You can download that at herecomethemummies.com. I downloaded all of it, man. I was just eating it up. Of course, before that, the Blow Kings from Sacramento. Paul's yeah, in. They're blow kings on Vox with the big butt medley. Yeah, we're absolutely filthy. So tell me a little bit about the Blow Kings. Now, great band name, obviously yep. horn centric band. Uh, do they have an album? Can you buy these guys? Do they have a website? No, I don't even think you can buy their album. Um, the Blow Kings was composed of a, a lineup of musicians that all went on to go do different things. Some of them stayed doing bands. Most of them went off to live their life in a more responsible fashion. They're kind of like if the Tubes played a bunch of cover songs and they did it mostly with horns because they've got a big show with costume changes, with props, with ridiculous songs. Uh, you know, you're used to seeing Paul Zinn in jeans and, and maybe a, a T-shirt. Uh, but if you see him in front of the Blow Kings, he could be dressed up. In fact, I've seen him dressed up like Britney Spears. <laughs> it happens. Okay. So, And these guys are actually going to, they broke up long ago, but they're doing a one reunion concert, and they're doing it later on this month. It's uh, August 29 down in the Bay Area. It's San Leandro at a brewery, the Cleophas Quealy Beer Company in San Leandro on August 29 at 1 p.m. You can go in the afternoon, drink some fine, fine beer, bring your kids, and check out the most ridiculous show you'll see all August. <laughs> that sounds like an awesome good time. It's a good time. I'm going to go. I'm going to actually get out of my house and go there. Nice. Yeah. So I'm going to be digging on that. You know what I... I've been digging on, though. I read a book, dude. You read a book. What'd you read? I read a book called The Girl with All the Gifts. Like, really not like, actually an erotic right? fiction. Oh, I'm sorry. You, you mean gifs. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, you mispronounced that. Yeah, but it's still animated. <laughs> guy named Mike Carey wrote the book. It's one of those books you really don't want to give a lot away. Uh, I'll, I'll suffice it to say it's a zombie book. And part of the story is told from the perspective of one of the infected. And as much zombie media as I've been exposed to, this actually does some new ground. It, it takes a, a different take on the whole zombie thing, and it's, it's really kick-ass. It's set in England. It's set well after the big end-of-the-world zombie apocalypse has happened. Uh, and it starts out in a, in a little military-slash-science base where they've got a bunch of captive kids, one of whom is a genius and she's a bit of a zombie. Check it out. It's a very cool book. The girl with all the gifts. <laughs> That's crazy, too, that is written by an NFL referee. <laughs> You're such Isn't a fucking Mike sports Carey? Mike Carey is an F NFL referee. That's fantastic. I take your word for it. First down, zombies. Unnecessary roughness. So I finished my book, actually. I wanted to tell you. I usually don't revisit books that I've read, you know, on the show. Or colored. But I got to tell you, Don Winslow, Cartel, yeah. the, the sequel to Power of the Dog, the second half of that book's fucking interminable. 
So really? the cartels get wound up, and it's literally page of, after page of down in Michoacan, 130 people were killed by the Zetas. They took revenge and killed 35 people more in Juarez. Then they returned and revenged upon them. 65 people were killed in Nuevo Laredo. And it just goes on and on and on like that. And I mean, maybe he's trying to make a point about the senseless death that has occurred in Mexico over the drug wars. But this is the first Don Winslow book that... You know, most of his books, I'm sad when they're finished because I want to read more. So first Don Winslow book I've ever read that I was glad when it was over. Wow. So if you've read Power of the Dog, I still suggest it. It's very well written, but the end of it I found to be tedious. I'm totally sorry and bummed about it. I like tedious. Tedious. I misunderstood. Tedious would have been an improvement. Yeah. Big tedious, small tedious, any tedious. (laughs) You know, I've been watching... uh, a few TV series. Uh, did you ever catch that movie, Wet Hot American Summer? Never did. It was kind of a, a silly movie with a whole lot of comedians in it, like 20 different people that you'd recognize and, about summer camp. And it, it was kind of ridiculous because, you know, they're all like people in their 20s and 30s that were playing like 15 and 16-year-olds. That's probably why I missed it. And so it's a, it's a silly movie, but it was fun, and it has some crazy scenes in it. And... They just got every single person in that film to come back to do a Netflix series of the first day of camp. And so it's even more ridiculous because now they're all in their 40s. Yeah. But they're still playing. And I mean, like H. John Benjamin from Archer plays like the head of the camp. Oh, no, I've watched a little bit of this myself. Yeah, yeah, everybody's in it, and it's it's pretty funny. It's definitely, I mean, it's not hilarious. It doesn't kill you, but it's very pleasant to watch and enjoy. Now, I watched the first episode, and I felt like a lot like I felt after the first episode of the most recent Orange is the New Black. Like, yeah, okay, I don't have to watch any more of that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I find it enjoyable. I, I thought it was funny. And Paul Rudd, I think, is hilarious in it. I thought, well, see, I only watched one episode. I just thought he was overdoing it and really not all that funny. Yeah. Maybe uh, I was in the wrong mood. Yeah. Should I give be. it another chance? Yeah, I, I would. I don't know, though. You know, the the second episode starts out really funny because, uh, shoot, what is the actress's name? Um, she's the woman who was in uh, Zack and Mary Make a Porno. Oh, yeah. I know. The, I, right. I can't tell you. So name, she was in I... the original movie and she was kind of like the, the girl who knew it all and got around. And so her backstory is that she was working for a Rolling Stone-like magazine in Manhattan, and she went undercover to this summer camp to see what the teenagers were really doing, which was just kind of ridiculous and funny. The way that they did it was entertaining. So that's the second episode. I enjoyed that. I'm going to keep watching it. All right. Here's something you can stop watching after episode two. Watch The Doctor's Notebook and other stories. I don't even know. I've never heard of it. Streaming on Netflix, it's a new Netflix original series. Mm-hmm. It's based on the writings of some dead Russian, and it's set in this hospital in the middle of nowhere, Russia, 1917. And it's supposed, it is, it's black comedy for sure, but it starts out as sort of a, a fish out of water story. You know, the sophisticated Moscovite doctor that doesn't know shit is all of a sudden plunging into this hospital where. There's nothing but snow and ignorance. And so the first episode kind of sets it up. It's kind of amusing. Second episode, there is a scene which is worthy of the Bone Bat Film Festival where he has to amputate this little girl's leg and he's got a saw and it's dull. And he is sawing for 
forever. And the scene goes on and on and on. Oh, my God. Characters eventually start getting bored and, like, smoking and watching. <laughs> it's just horrific. It's so, so horrific. Oh, my God. But that's really the highlight of the whole series. After because that, in Soviet sort of- Russia, leg amputates you. In Soviet Russia. Oh, it's just turning into Soviet Russia at the time. It's, you know, Bolshevik Russia, get a sharper saw. But then it turns into a story about how he's a morphine addict. It turns into train spotting in Russia, and it's, eh, it's full of, eh. Hmm. I don't know. Just watch episode two and try to get through the sawing the leg off scene. A lot of people are saying, eh, about the second season of True Detective. Are you watching? No, I'm going to wait till it's over, and you let me know if it's any good. You know... Everybody is slamming it. I like it a lot, actually. I've been finding myself like looking forward to every episode this season. No kidding. And it's totally different. And, you know, it's like seedy L.A. underbelly, so it just has a different vibe to it. It's all about, like, corruption. It's sort of based on, did you ever hear about that town Vernon? Mm-hmm. Where, like, everybody was on the take in the city yeah. government? So it's basically based on Vernon. And it's that tied with the whole uh, push for a ultra speed train or whatever from LA to San Francisco. High speed rail. High speed rail, exactly. And so, like, one of the the main characters is this mobster is trying to go legit. He paid this guy $5 million to buy up a bunch of land up the corridor so he could have this land. He could buy it cheap and sell it for a lot of money when the train gets put in. Right. And. The guy gets killed, and evidently that's based on, like, a true thing in California history. There was this city planner who absconded with a bunch of money and disappeared. Nobody ever found him. And so it's kind of that, and then, like, this C.D. Vinci, it's called in the show, but Vernon. And it's just got, like, weirdness to it. But it's not—I I think a lot of people are turned off by it because it didn't have— you know, there was that kind of weird Lovecraftian twist that the other one had— but it ultimately didn't really go anywhere. It was just a red herring. Yeah. You know, there was nothing at the end of the show. It was just a fucking psychopath. There was nothing, so you know, supernatural about it. And this is much more of a hard-boiled detective kind of a series with craziness, granted, but it's just a really good detective show, and people are slamming it left and right, but I'm really enjoying it. So I'd be interested. I was hoping that you were watching it. We could talk about it, but uh, I guess we'll have to wait. Well... Way to stand out against the crowd. Way to be the voice shouting out in the wilderness. I like lots of things that people don't like. I don't know. That's true. You like me. Yeah, Yeah, you're you're hard to take sometimes. I am. I can barely take myself. (laughs) But yeah. Luckily, I'm double jointed. I'm enjoying it. So there's that. I don't know. You know, the other thing I've been wasting a lot of time doing is playing Destiny. Is that. Did that ever get fun? You know, it did. I I don't know. So it was like my son. Wanted to play it with his friends on the PlayStation. Yeah. Because we had it for the Xbox, and he's got some friends who only have PlayStation. So I, you know, picked up, like, the somebody was selling on Amazon, like, the deluxe version. But the DLC had been used, so it was, like, cheap. So I bought it. And uh, he wasn't playing it, and it was around, so I started fiddling with it. I mean, you played the demo, right? Yeah, I played the demo. I felt like I'd played enough by the time I'd played the Denimo. It seemed like it was kind of slow moving, and I didn't like having everybody else like running around in my game. You couldn't count on people whether they were going to team up with you or spectate. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it didn't it, really work it, for me. There is that. I mean, because it's got like a story mode, and I've, I'm up to like level 24 now. So I'm, I finished the initial game. And it, 
they kind of want you to do stuff like play PvP. You know, I'm shitty at PvP. I'm just terrible. You are. You're the worst. But they're like these bounties. You know, they're to get better armor and guns. You have to earn points, and to do earn those points, you bounties is a way to do that. And so some of them are you have to go into PvP and like play so many battles or whatever, and it'll give you enough points to like buy the latest gun or whatever's good. And I'm just terrible at it. It's not fun. It's a grind, and it's not enjoyable. But the strikes are pretty cool because you, you'll reach a level where when you're pre, you're you're decent, you've got enough armor and firepower that you're not getting smoked all the time. And you run into like these set piece boss battles, and those are fun. Those are reminiscent of like you know old Halo and Duke Nukem and stuff, where you'll have like you know three people jumping around in a big football field shooting this giant monster, and that's really fun and it's a good time. And then at the end of it, you can't hear them talk, so there's no, no douchebaggery. At the end of it, they're done, and that's actually pretty enjoyable. And I would like not to have to listen to people. The story stuff's fun. Peter Dinklage, for some reason, is just terrible. <laughs> I don't know what happened to him. Like, I don't know if they told him that they wanted him to be emotionless like a robot, like that was the direction he got, or if he was just totally phoning it in. But <laughs> it's, just, it's delivery as your narrator, essentially, is terrible. And he's a great actor, so it's not yeah, that. Just not in this context. But yeah, it's. I guess he's being taken out of the new DLC that's coming out next month, The Taking King, which is kind of interesting. That huh. they're having the guy who plays Nathan Drake from uh, Uncharted. They're re redubbing all the lines from Peter Dinklage and replacing. Jesus, him. <laughs> that's never been done. <laughs> right, but I mean the lines. You know, it's not Shakespeare. You've awoken the hive. You know, shit like that. <laughs> I mean, now it's time to take this battle to the surface. Or yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not anything special. But uh, yeah, I'm enjoying the game, but I don't have anybody to play it with, so I'm just kind of grinding it out until something better comes along. I don't know. Yeah, there's good stuff on the horizon. There's new Doom, which looks just visceral and fun, <laughs> fast-paced. Playing the end of Doom 3 made me feel so filthy. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like my soul was in danger. You're going through these rooms with of just guts and like dead uh, babies yeah. and stuff. And dead like, flying babies. Oh, this is fucking horrific. And then you'd like look in a mirror and it would flash and you'd see a demon looking at you and it'd scare the shit out of you. That was yeah. a terrifying game, man. Yeah, it was great. New XCOM is on the horizon. That can't be good. Why not? Well, not good for you. You're not good at that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm still... In fact, because I'm there's not enough punishment in my life, I'm playing XCOM again, <laughs> going through it again. That is a hard game. There's nothing like putting a bunch of work into something and just having it crushed in front of you. Oh, yeah, the guy dies. Uh. Well, yeah, you have squad members that you level up and everything. Oh, they're gone, dead, permadeath. Shouldn't, yep. have, shouldn't have tried to take, missed a shot. <laughs> How do you feel about a Fallout 4? Are you excited about that? No, I never played the Fallout series, so that doesn't only really played me. Fallout I, Three, and I thought that was a blast. I had a good time with it. That was yeah, another I one, can, though. It was hard in the early going, because like before, you, when you have shitty armor and shitty guns, it's no fun, and you you get smoked by like a squirrel, <laughs> <laughs> and it takes you like I don't know eight eight to ten hours of play before you get any good to where it starts getting enjoyable. Hmm. And Destiny's kind of similar to that. Yeah, well, hopefully any video games I play will be fun. <laughs> but you never know. Yeah. Hey, why don't we listen to some tunes? Let's do it. 
All right, uh, since you mentioned the nickel slots, let's check out another tune from them. This is a live version of the tune Garberville from June 2010 on the KPIG radio show. Check it out. That's about marijuana. Way down the Eel River, past the edge of town, doing things I should not speak about. Oh, past the barn off the canyon road, where we dance under the moonlight where the blue eyes grow. Taking one on one until you beat the heat. I got a semi-automatic underneath my seat. Cross the fishing line, yeah, 40 pound test. Treble hooks are gonna do the rest. Temptation, salvation, meditation, destinations where you wanna be. And I went down to Garberville just looking for a friend. I went down to Garberville and I never returned again. I went down to Garberville just looking for a sign. With there's a will, then there's a way to leave it all behind. Behind, I'm gonna leave it behind, leave it behind. Well, I graduated with a 2.5, walking down the steps of Eureka High. And the army man said he's gonna save my life if I give it to him on the dotted line. Cousin came down from Willow Creek, he said, take a good look, you're gonna be like me on an RX-7 and a Rolex watch, tie-dye shirt and Birkenstocks, temptation, salvation, meditation, destinations where you wanna be, and I went down to Garberville just looking for a friend, I went down to Garberville and I never returned again, I went down to Garberville just looking for a sign, with there's a Telegraph, I got five pound bags all stacked in back, and the windows there all tinted black. Tomorrow morning we're heading back, cashing in, gonna see what's new down San Pablo Avenue, past the REI and the racing track till the building with a room that's way in back. Transcendental mystical gem, leaning out the barrel of my new friend Santa Rosa in my mirror, gonna get the hell back out of here. Back to the blue eyes in the breeze, and the Eel River and the redwood trees, and the money that's floating down with these. Life that's been calling me Temptation, salvation, medication Destinations where you wanna be And I went down to Garberville Just looking for a friend I went down to Garberville And I never returned again I went down to Garberville Just looking for a sign With there's a will Then there's a way to leave it all behind Yeah, I went down to Garberville I went down to Garberville Let's go down to Garberville Well, we all went down to Garberville To leave it all behind Nickel slots, ladies and gentlemen Cats and kittens on the fabulous K-Pig 
Yeah, so leading off was Garberville, live from the Nicholas Sloss. Song about uh, going off and growing a little marijuana in Garberville. Oh, and we that? had Mistake Grade A Beef from Colonel Jimmy and the Blackfish, featuring none other than Lester T. Raw and Dodds of the Pine Box Boys, neither of whom have killed me, which is <laughs> exactly. nice. Exactly. Uh, that's from the album Moral Fiber from Colonel Jimmy. Very cool stuff. Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, it's a band that we, again, haven't heard them on the Bone Bad Show before. Of course, have heard the Pine Box Boys. And Jimmy plays horn for the Graveside Quartet. He actually played at the Bone Bat Film Festival this year. So Such connections. I know. It's circles within circles, man. So, dude, we got to talk about this next tune a little bit. All right, let's this talk. is super fucking exciting. So I put the word out to... A lot of bands. And uh, one response we got was from none other than Rudy Protrudy from the Fuzz Tones. Now, anybody who is a fan of the Bone Bat Show knows the esteem that Gord and I hold this band. Their, their, album, their album, Lysergic Emanations, is one of the greatest garage rock albums of all time, bar none. Psychedelic garage rock. Fantastic shit that we've been listening to since like 1984, 1985. It's just a brilliant album. I bought this album based entirely on the cover of the album. Yes, which is... That's how you had to buy music back in the day, kids. Yes, there was no YouTubes. No, we didn't have the tubes of you. There There was no music videos. No, there was something called Fuzz Tones with a crazy-looking album cover, and I went, I think I need this. Yes. So I put out the call, shot an email to Rudy Protrudy, lead singer and leader of the band, and he shot me back an unreleased tune from the Fuzz Tones. So fantastic. The song is called Land of Nod. I hope you dig it. for the land of God. The flower painted on my cheek Is a symbol of my stabbing streak When a pushing comes to the shove I show them they must love Good time, 
Listening to BNBT Bone Bat Radio, the home of incredible independent music. The fucking fuzz tones, dude. What? Out of nowhere. Boom. That is so awesome. Thank We're you amazing. so much, Rudy. I love us so much. For giving us a unprotected, unreleased tune from the fuzz tones. Isn't that bitching all that new music at the end of it to get that? How's that for a rare treat, listeners? Not too shabby, huh? Not too shabby for I don't a know. podcast that you get for free. We may need to do this again sometime. This is a lot you of sure? fun, buddy. Yeah. This is way better than watching Republicans debate each other, <laughs> watching my uncle not die, watching myself like freak out in Petco. This is the best thing by far. Uh, I'm sorry, buddy. That's a hard one. I had to bring everybody back down at the that end. That is a tough week. But yeah, that's you know why we have music is to pull us through shit like that. Is that why we... That's one of the reasons, I think. I just thought it was because we liked the way it sounded. Thank yous. I'd like to thank all the bands that took part in this episode. It was absolutely fantastic for you to share your fantastic music with us. All these independent bands you can support at their website. You can find links on the Bone Bat page. Please, spend some time. Spend some money. Listen to these bands. Tell your friends, if they come to your town, go see some live music. Support this awesome music. This is so much better than the shit that's pounded down your throat on the radio. If you actually still listen to radio, which you shouldn't. I mean, we're bringing the real shit. This is music made by real people. How cool is that? It's the coolest. It is. Just like you. Also, thank you so much to friend of the show, Skiznot. For the awesome BNBT call promos he did out the show. He employed his spectacular killer production skills to our benefit. And I can't thank you enough, Skiz. Muchas gracias. Our usual bullshit. You can reach the show at 425-296-6557 or via email to steve at bonehand.com. Got a song you hate? Let us know. We would love to hear the tunes that make you physically ill got new content on bonehand.com every few weeks uh, it's also the home of the heavy half hour we have a facebook page yeah that's right we do and me my stuff is at mightywombat.com and i've got a facebook page from mighty wombat as well and you can follow a link i threw up there buy some of my stuff from my red bubble site i just did the cutest little fish on a notebook <laughs> that you could own buy it very cool. Yeah, I was thinking of picking up a couple of those for the kids. They could take See, them to school. Even Steve wants one. Yeah, I, I always buy your shit. You do. You're how, like my how biggest many, supporter. How many Cthulhu California hoodies are out there? You're the first. 
<laughs> really? Nobody's bought one since? I was No, there. I think I sold a couple, actually. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah, but you were the first. That's I, what I'm that's saying. That's right. I was. That It's an awesome hoodie, man. You're I, my first. I'll always remember you, Steve. I'd do it again. I'll compare all the others who buy my stuff to you in the future. You're on the Twitters, aren't you? I'm on the Twitters. Mighty underscore Wombat. That's me on I, Twitter, Bill. I am, what about you? I'm Bonehand on Twitter. We also have a Bonebat Twitter feed, and as Gord mentioned, a Facebook group. Thank you again, everyone who listens to the Bonebat Show, for uh, spending a f- little bit of time with us and checking out the great music. Uh, if you like what we do, please spread the word and tell a friend. And don't forget to show up right here one month from now for our post-packs episode. If we're going to have a ton of gaming goodness for you, uh, you don't want to miss it. That's it? Are we done here? We're just about done. Why don't we uh, raise a glass to your uncle, Uncle Bruce? Uncle Bruce! Another plastic cup of tap water to you, sir. Another one of our favorite bands is on the verge of releasing their new album. Their new album is called... I'm on the verge of releasing something. Wait for it. Rock out with your Spock out. (laughs) That's right. None other than Sacramento's mighty Warp 11. Damn. That's right. Warp 11. Bar Trek from Rock Out with Spock Out. It's coming out this fall. Nice. It's been too long, man, since Captain Carl and Science Officer Kiki and the gang busted a new one. So uh, It's been a long time coming. Like me. <laughs> uh, I can see what you did. Uh, once I again, I'm Steve. There. This is Gord. Have a good one. I do have a good one.
I'll tighten that up, and then we'll come yeah. back and we'll talk about the music. And, Put an uh, extra stitch in it for me. I will. <laughs> I'll make it a little tighter. Thanks. <laughs>